You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Bottom of the hour. We had a lot of fun with them the last time. Luke Gazdick, NHL on Sportsnet. Former NHL enforcer will join us. Did you pick the fight you want to ask him about? No, I'm going to do it in the next commercial break, so it's hot in my mind. Plus, we were having a lot of hot goss here in the commercial break. Oh, so so much hot goss. We're spilling so much tea. Oh, the tea. During the the break. Um, Our intern Noah's back for another week. I, I guess he thought there was a lot of fun during the morning show. Once again. So he's like, I guess I'll come back for another week and wake up at ungodly hours in the morning. Questionable choice, but yeah, to um, each their own. But we have another assignment for him because he did a great job of doing the Australian Open updates. It's one thing we do is hand out assignments. Yes. Delegate well, responsibilities. If you're, if you're going to be interning, you might as well get a shot at being on the air with essentially no experience of a major sports radio right? station. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. So we're going to give Noah a uh, 15 seconds uh, red hot flames take. He's going to have 15 seconds, not 14, not 16, 15 seconds of On a the hot dot. flames take. And then um, we'll, uh, we'll comment about it, whether or not we agree or disagree. We're going to do that before Luke has it. Are you ready, Noah, to go in about 10 minutes or so? It's going to be flaming hot. Okay. Ooh. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. But only 15 seconds. Uh, Alex, did you get him some good music? Is there a timer? Do we have all this set up for him? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of this bed I built. Oh, it kind of gave me some inspo to work with. So, Wow, okay. I'm pretty proud of it, yeah. Like, you're really <laughs> talking this up. Uh, I, it's like professional. You know, like that that show where mm. they make swords and it's all fire and... <laughs> I kind of went that route, so... What the hell are you talking Forged about? Forged in fire. Forged in fire, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, just like and it. it's the same. And Doug Markaida comes on and does like test a thing, like murders like pigs that are just they just. Oh, this will them. kill. Yeah, this will. Kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrick knows. Yeah, Doug Markaida is the best in that. And I always like how he does like the bow thing yeah. when he always gets introduced. <laughs> will Wills doesn't host that show anymore. Good. He was a weird guy. Yeah, Will Wills. What a name. What a great name. Will Wills. It's like John Johnson. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but forged in fire. And then you have the old, uh, who's the old guy with the handlebar mustache? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. probably no stranger to a couple drinks. <laughs> David Overall, something. You're Bagnat. Yeah. Kill. Overall, <laughs> yeah. Kill. Yeah, what's what's David, what's his name in forged in fire? David Baker? Yeah. The guy with the, the handlebar mustache. Yeah, the older yeah. gentleman. Like, I don't like the handle on this sword. <laughs> it's too loose. Yeah, and if there's one thing you want, you want something that Matty Rose would never be able to uh, make excel knife? at, blacksmithing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Why am I no. Why because can't I be a blacksmith? Because you're just as soft as I am. <laughs> you are. Yeah, okay, well. Okay, you've on. been camping. <laughs> I guess that makes you. Ooh, Matty's been in a tent. Maddie's been in a tent, but actual like real work where you and I would have to be like a blacksmith. You and I would both flounder. It would be a disaster. The reason I don't live in an apartment is because mowing my lawn is too much handiwork. So okay, I can. That's a fair like, point. I like mowing my lawn mm-hmm. because I like doing it in specific lines and making it look pretty. Because I'm a weirdo. Because of the OCD's tendencies right. more so than the actual yeah. labor. But aspect actually, of it. you know, sharpening the blade on the lawnmower. Yeah. 
Or what if you had to dig or a hole? Or changing the oil on the lawnmower? Well, could you imagine? I'm sure I could change the oil on the lawnmower, but There's, actual yeah. sharpening the blade? Nope. What about... Yeah, get me in front of a lathe, and I'll do some work for you. Get out of here. You and I are just as soft when it comes to, like, actual work. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. I concede I'm yeah, soft. Yeah, don't pretend yeah, you're ahead. not. Yeah, okay. Because you are. Fine. Yeah, like like blacksmithing on Forged in Fire, like putting the, like the, <laughs> the red hot piece of steel and the oil as the flames shoot out. No thanks. Hard pass for me. Would rather just watch it on TV? Yeah. Okay. I- I've watched Perhaps. a lot of episodes with my brother. Like, him and I watched a lot of Forged in Fire episodes. I've never seen this show. Really? Oh, man. For real? Come on. For real? Alex, what you, was even you watched Forged in Fire, This show is right? unreal. What was it okay, on? Your history channel? Well, Alex, you're overselling channel. it a little bit that it's unreal. Oh, dude, it is so... F- I love this show. Yeah, but I'll it's the honest. same thing all it. the time. It kind of reminds... You remember the show, George? Maybe you remember this. It was on uh, Spike TV, Deadliest Warrior. I remember Deadliest yeah, yeah, Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my Whereas the weapons and it's like yeah. I like that and you have to like, oh this you gotta make this samurai sword. You yeah, know? that's why I like with Forge and Fire. Right. And then like, isn't that the one where like cause I know my current girlfriend made me watch an episode of this? It's like, oh, if knights had to fight pirates. Or like, yeah, that, sure. that's like, literally one of the matchups from season yeah. one. And it's usually dudes with neck beards who have probably never done anything with the opposite sex or well, really into these shows. And like all- I don't wanna <laughs> Season like, three, you gotta, you gotta love Genghis Khan versus Hannibal. Okay, no, but like That's a marquee match. But who, oh, yeah. who's really sitting there wondering? I wonder if a nineteen, you know, fifteen hundreds pirate would beat a, a, an eleven hundreds knight. Like who sits there and thinks about these things? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, like the pirates would have, you know, they'd have cannons, muskets, and muskets. I think and, it's more of a deep dive into the gear that these different cultures used, which sure. I always found interesting. And then the part where they're like, here's a janky animation where you can watch them kind of battle it out based <laughs> on the information we've provided. There's literally that I one, didn't necessarily have time for. Season one also had Yakuza versus Mafia. I, li- I remember this episode okay. to a T because I remember them talking about Tommy guns. Okay. And learning all about Tommy guns. All right. Um, but Forged in Fire. Uh, you grab a piece of steel, and then you have to make your signature blade, and then it gets tested. That's how it works. And it's it's a show that's been on for a long time. And watching Doug Markaida just rip up even, like, uh, dummies that has actual human bones in it <laughs> and slicing stuff up. They did that in Deadliest Warrior, too, where yeah. the, the models were, yeah. like, the consistency but, of but a Doug human. Doug is, like, the OG of that kind of stuff. Okay, sure. Um, Noah's uh, 15 seconds... Red Hot Flames talk straight ahead. Luke Gazdick, you'll figure out which fight you want to ask him about. I think I know the one. Okay. I think it's going Save to it! be from... Save it! A BOA. Okay. Um, but I saw something on Saturday that a lot of people, uh, it warmed their hearts, mm-hmm. but it also made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you for the short time I've known you, I feel like this could be like a warm the hearts of most... Yeah, but it also made me mad. That's very George. Yeah, um, I know it was a good story, and I know they did it after oh. <laughs> on Hockey Night in Canada. But this story made me angry. So on Saturday night, the Edmonton Oilers beat up the Chicago Blackhawks seven to three, and then something happened at the end of the game where um, Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, uh huh. 
Um, they had a knee, a knee bug. Essentially, an, yep. an emergency backup goalie, Matt Berlin from the University of Alberta. They signed him during the day because there was an injury. So it wasn't like a total e-bug, but essentially they needed a backup goaltender and they signed him during the day. Whereas yeah. e-bug, you know, implies that there were injuries during David the Ayers. game and he came out of the press box. Yeah, right. Yeah. He wasn't the Zamboni driver. No, 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 David no he wasn't David Ayers. He's the goaltender at the University As of the Alberta. The Leafs literally yeah. couldn't beat a Zamboni driver in probably one of the worst losses in NHL history. Never forget. But on Saturday night, I got upset when I saw what happened. Because here's why. Oilers are up 7-3 on the Chicago Blackhawks. There's 2.26 to go in third period. The game's in hand. So apparently, post-game... Connor McDavid suggested to head coach Jay Woodcroft that maybe you make Matt Berlin's dream come true and put him in net for the last 226 of the hockey game to make his NHL debut. Very warm and fuzzy story, right? Very nice. Excellent. Very Disney-like. It got, it got me angry. Here's why. It's like It's like when you're playing beer league and the other team continues to run up the score on you and disrespecting you a little bit. Here's why. You look at the other side of the bench, you have guys like Patrick Kane, slam dunk, Hall of Famer, Hart Trophy winner in this league. Yep. You have Captain Sirius on the other bench, Jonathan Taves, one of the most decorated Canadian hockey players of all time. At one point during his career, a legitimate argue to say he's the best hockey player in the world while he was winning three Stanley Cups as the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, the best player for Team Canada at the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver was Jonathan Taves. Yep. So Jay Woodcroft decides to mm, maybe slap in the face a little bit of the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday night and put their e-bug in there with two minutes and 23 seconds to go. If I'm the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm pretty mad about that move. You disrespected us a little bit. You have to put in your guy who's never going to be an NHL goaltender for all the warm and fuzzies. And I get it. And it's nice. And I get all of that. But I'm looking at it from the Chicago Blackhawks perspective. Who are you, Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers? Who, by the way, you haven't won anything since the 90s. In fact, 1990. To say, hey, maybe, yeah, let's put in an e-bug to give warm and fuzzies. When you have guys who have won the Stanley Cup one at the highest level, have been the best players in their sport, and they're getting their doors blown off, so you decide to put in your e-bug for the last 223 to give a nice warm and fuzzy moment? That feels like disrespect to me. If that happened here in Calgary, I'd be irate if I was a Flames fan. I would be angry about it. And again, I am not minimizing the Disney aspect of letting this guy live out his NHL dream. I think it's really cool. But I'm just thinking from the Chicago Blackhawks perspective. You think we're such a doormat. You think we're such a joke that you put your e-bug in the last 223 against us? I didn't like it at all. And I thought that was a slap in the face. I did. I think that there's a reason that we don't see this more in NHL circles. And I think it's for that exact type of reason. Uh, because it is kind of seen as something that's like, oh, right. And, you know, it's, it's not showboating, but, you know, it's... <laughs> It is one of those things where back in minor hockey, you're like, okay, we're up by this many. 
maybe we'll let the defenseman play a couple of shifts on forward or something like that so they can try and get a couple of points, a couple of cookies as well because the blue liners don't necessarily score in minor hockey. It just felt like something that you don't see in the NHL, and I think there's probably a good reason for it. You don't take your goalie out unless you have to take your goalie out. Like Those are kind of the rules. This isn't lacrosse where you just flip them in and out willy-nilly wherever you feel is necessary. I don't know. I saw it, and I was like, I was just kind of, what? Like, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? Um, it To me, it was very Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, that's the thing. And if you did it against the Jackets, if you did it against the Wild or the Coyotes, I think it's a little easier to take. But you did it against the Chicago Blackhawks, a proud organization with two slam-dunk Hall of Famers who were multiple Stanley Cup champions. With all due respect to Connor and Leon, you haven't won S in this league yet. Yeah, you've won individual trophies, and you got to a Western Conference Final where you got your doors blown off. It wasn't necessarily close. Right. I, I just, that's the way I look at it. If I know if I was sitting on the bench of the Blackhawks, it's like, yeah. And I get it. It's Here's- professional sports. Play better. Don't get into that situation. But this, this wasn't that. If I'm Patrick Kane and people are like, oh, maybe he'll wave his no move to go to Edmonton. Yeah, hard pass. After that, hard pass. I probably wouldn't have done it anyways, but hard pass. Yeah, I wasn't uh I wasn't a big fan of it. And uh if I'm on the bench, the Blackhawks, I'm like, mm, we'll remember this. Yep, hundred percent. Let we'll 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 put this back. We'll remember it. Next time uh the Oilers <laughs> and the Blackhawks play one another. I wonder who's running that team though. The captain or the coach? Yeah. Well, McDavid apparently is the one who suggested it to Wilker. He's like, okay, Connor. Okay. No problem. Let's put him in. Yeah, I don't like it. And again, I keep hearing on the text line, if you don't like it, play better. No, it, there's, there has to be a mutual respect here among professionals. Like even when there's, what was that game? Uh, I believe it was this week. Um, Tyler Toffoli had a chance to blow somebody up in the corner near the turnbuckle near the benches. Yeah. And he didn't because it was professional courtesy. Yeah. It happens this is all professional the time. courtesy. Yeah, I know. Like I said, we don't see this happening. Like, this doesn't happen often. It's not like Craig Anderson is going to get skated out there in his final game to play the last 237 of a game because the Sabres are up. You're not going to see that happen, and that would be way more relevant. Okay. Um, Inter Noah, you ready to bust out a red-hot flames take here for 15 seconds? He's walking over here. He's got it. Move my... Here, I'll, get, I'll move my stuff out of your way here. I know... I know you have to sit down and get yourself comfortable for 15 seconds of radio. Uh, Luke Gazdick, NHL on Sportsnet, straight ahead. Um, but uh, intern Noah's back. We had him working, uh, doing the Australian Open update. Uh, but now more of your wheelhouse, right? More of what Absolutely. you're used to, uh, mm-hmm. the Calgary Flames. Um, you're a Yankees and a Flames fan, and that's pretty much it. You know what, Did you though? watch any football yesterday? You know what, though? Doing the Australian Open beat, that was actually pretty, uh, pretty cool to and do. And Lightning? You learned a lot of things, absolutely. But you watched no football yesterday. I actually, I actually did. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I watched uh, both championship games, uh, the Eagles and the 49ers. I mean, okay. e- Eagles, Eagles totally destroyed the 49ers. Yeah. Well, there was like it wasn't even yeah, close. Hard when you can't throw the football down the field. Yeah. All right, uh, we're ready for your 15 seconds, uh, Alex. Do you All have right. the timer ready too? Yeah, I'm just remember to wait for the timer. Yeah. Just wait for Don't the timer start. and then you go. Okay. Why don't you tell them go? 
Okay, or, well, or there'll be a clicking timer. There, like, there's a little intro, right? You wanted the forge and fire whoosh. Yeah. So oh. there's that, and then the timer starts. So just go when the timer starts. All right. Well, I, you can't hear it right now. No, I can't I'll, hear it. I'll no. point to you when to go. You'll okay. know. I'll right. point to you. It's like it's like a cue in like show business. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're doing here. You're going to be the stage business. director. Sure. Yeah. Floor director. Point sure. at the camera. Floor which director. one you have to talk yeah, into? Yeah. yeah. All right. You ready? Let's hit it. Where's the timer? <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, go. Jerseys, jerseys, jerseys. The whole debate around jerseys is extremely subjective. So here's my biggest take. I personally think the Flames should ditch their current jersey set and go back to the to the home and away jerseys that they wore in the 2004 Cup run. The red and blacks? Yes. Yes, Blasi on the shoulders. Hmm. All right. This is this is a, a question. This no. is right up your hard own. no. Sorry. Really? Hard no. The Flames have definitively a top three kit in the NHL, and including their alternates, I would say one of the best sets Blasi. in the entire NHL. Yes. Even the pedestal is a nice jersey. Mm-hmm. It's not their best, but it is still a very clean jersey. Uh, and those red ones, no, no, not for me. Sorry, um, but I'm gonna go with. Uh, I love the classic rocks that they got right now. Really good stuff. Yeah, I uh, no, I, I think the Flames have one of the nicest kits in all the NHL. The Blasty looks good, the pedestal looks good, and the home and away is one of the best in the league. The classic look. Oh, it's they're clean. Just, they're just good. But you you want to conjure up memories and feels of 04, but Jerome McGinley ain't walking through the door anytime soon. Definitely not. <laughs> Neither is Mika Kippersaw. I don't know if there's anybody of that caliber walking okay. through that but door. Just, <laughs> I, would, I, know what you're, I know what you're feeling about jerseys. I'd even argue, too, is that, I mean, jerseys, it's extremely, you know, era-based, too. Right, because mm-hmm. I think it depends on what era you grew up in. Because obviously, I grew up in the era with jerseys from the '90s and 2000s, right? So, and obviously, I'm happy that Blassie's back full time as the full time alternate. I'll keep in that, but for me, I would change the home in a way. Okay, just for me. All right, interesting take. Uh, we'll get another one tomorrow. That's hot. You betcha. That's a hot take. That I'll tell good. you that for free. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm a big fan of what they're doing in Calgary here with their sweaters. I'm also a big fan of Luke Gazdick, NHL on Sportsnet straight ahead. Uh, Maddie's got a fight he asked, wants to ask him specifically about. It's, yeah, I, I actually remember this fight now that I've watched Ooh. it. Okay, we'll do that next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. To wrap up the show, uh, we'll recap what happened during our uh, picks this weekend with yeah. NFL Big Bets. I've got people, got a couple people fired up on the text line with my e I haven't take. seen it that spicy in a yeah. long time. Not okay. happy with you. That's for fine. The Oilers making a dream come true, George. That's fine. If there's How one thing you'll you? if be there's, nice guys, come on. If you're uh, if there's one thing you'll learn about me when I give a take like that, I wholeheartedly believe it. Yeah, for like, sure. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I'm not a hot take artist. I don't like to make up stuff. That's why I remember all my takes because I 
I wholeheartedly believe them. I could, of course, change takes through time after there's evidence. And, of course, I used to be a Ronaldo over Messi guy. And I'd now that's quickly. not the case anymore. Yeah. Sure we all enough. changed. Yeah, that's right. I, I was always messy over Ronaldo, personally. Yeah, I, I know you were because you were such a big fan. Well, I don't like. I went back to Ronaldo this past World Cup. I'm so. a huge there Argentina you go. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, people uh, fired up about my e-bug take. I want to get Luke Luke Gazdick. On Would the they Atlas have done pizza. that on the road? Would well, they have done see, that in that's Chicago? What I ask. And this guy's this guy played for the Oil too, so I want I want to ask him. Uh, Luke Gazdick, uh, NHL on Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Luke, how are you? I'm good, fellas. How are we doing this morning? Good, Luke. Uh, I got uh, the text line fired up a little bit this morning. Um, Saturday night, I know the uh, the Oilers made the dream come true of their e-bug, Matt Berlin, who played the last 226 with the Oilers up 7-3 on the Chicago Blackhawks. To me, being a, an old-school crotchety guy, apparently, because I yell at clouds and shake my fist, uh, I didn't like it because it just feels a little disrespectful to the Chicago Blackhawks. And some of the players on the team, it's like, oh yeah, you're up seven three. This game's over. Why don't we put the guy who's never going to play in the NHL in net against you because we just dominated you and the game's over. If you were on the bench of the Blackhawks, how would have you taken that Saturday night? Oh, uh, putting myself in the POV of a Blackhawk. Honestly, I, honestly, I wouldn't care. Okay. I, I'm, I'm being, I'm shooting you straight. I I was on the side. I I thought it was cool. I thought, listen, man, if 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 you get yourself in that position in a seven three game and you have that ability, I didn't even think of the possibility of doing it. Connor did, um, and and I like I, I liked it. I mean, if you're Chicago, just be better. Don't be losing games seven three. Like, don't put yourself in that position if you don't want to play against a, a freaking e bug. You know, like. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't really see it as disrespectful, truthfully, until I started reading Twitter. I thought it was awesome, and then I started reading Twitter, and I started seeing all these takes where it was like, "This, so, this is so disrespectful." And I played for eleven years, and I didn't even think of the disrespect until I went on Twitter. So I was, I'm, I was completely on the side of, of putting them in. Um, I think it's a cool moment for the kid and. Um, hate to disagree with you, but yeah, I, I I I didn't have any any problem with it. The only, the only thing I well, thought is is like, yeah, just be better if you don't want to play against e bugs, you know. Um, do they do it on the road? You think? Ooh, I, I heard you saying that before I got on, and I I honestly don't know. I don't think so. I I, I think the only reason he played was just because it was Edmonton, uh, and, and they were in Edmonton. I. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. But I don't think they do. I think it's just because it was Rogers and it's U of A and, and it's the whole Edmonton thing. I think you have to be – I spent three years in that town, and I don't, I don't think people understand how much the Oilers mean to the city and to people growing up. Like, guy, kids in university and stuff, like, are in their dorm rooms watching Oilers games. And, like, when, when, when the Oil play, like, everyone in town is watching. You grow up with it. And you get as far away as I did a charity event in Whitecourt, Alberta, which was two kilometers or sorry, two hours north of Edmonton uh, in Alberta last summer. And I couldn't believe like the diehards that were there, too. And so from playing there, I just see how much it means. And, I, and that's why I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, how many guys uh, would tell the coach? Uh, hey, why don't you put our e-bug in for the last 223? And the coach would say, no problem. Sure. 
uh, when it's Connor McDavid, is that pretty much the only guy? Have Did you ever play with a guy who would probably tell the coach and then the coach would listen to him? Oh, Connor could for sure. There were some guys that tried, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember, oh, God, uh, God, Daniel Sprong. I played with this kid in uh, San Diego. You just yell at Kevin Deneen on the ice. He'd be like, Kev, I'm going, I'm going high on the breakout. We're just like, what the hell is this kid doing? <laughs> Um, but, but it's Connor and you know what? I bet you he thought of it on a kind of, maybe even after the second. And I bet you, I, the way I think it probably went was he went to Leon right away as buddy and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this. Do you want to keep an eye on that? And then Connor just went to him and said, you know, I think we should do this. And Woody was like, Whoa, you know, like I bet you, he was like, what? I've never seen this, but never been in this position before. So, um, yeah, if there's one guy that can tell anybody anything to do in, mm. in the whole city of uh, in, in of Edmonton, it's it's 97. Smart play from Jay Woodcroft. You know what they say: happy wife, happy life. Um, there you go. As we uh, go into the uh, All Star break now, um, I'm intrigued to get your take on the Calgary Flames, who had a, a solid win against the Seattle Kraken on Friday night, but also two really disappointing games against Chicago and Columbus earlier in the week. Guys, you don't lose to Chicago. I, I mean that—that's the one that just stands out for me. I, I just—I couldn't—I can't fathom after seeing them play against Edmonton on Saturday night. Like that's how you take care of basement dwellers. Uh, I just know that one is probably sticking with Daryl through the break. Um, I know everyone just says drop it. I don't think it's actually sticking with him. He seems like a guy that doesn't—not too much bothers him, but. Um, losses like that are things you just look back on later in the year and you're like, man, like that, like it's going to come down to that in the Pacific. Like you just, you know, it is, it's going to come down to two to six points or even less than that. And it's going to be Edmonton. It's going to be Calgary. It's going to be Colorado, Seattle, LA is going to be in there. And like, these points are just so important. People say like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Just move on to the next game. Like, no man, like there, there's games you have to win. And like Chicago's one of them. And, that's the thing about good teams, man. They string wins together. Like, that should be six points non-negotiable, four at least. So you'd look before those three games, your coach would be in there. You look at your schedule coming up, and you say, we need four of six, but we should get six going into the break. Um, so that's got to be disappointing for them. Um, I just like – I still like their team a lot. I, I just don't understand why it was such a veteran team and a veteran coach that you can't string just a couple together here. Um, and that's kind of what's concerning for me with, with the Flames. Uh, this is a club that has their final Eastern Conference road trip uh, just after the All-Star break. When you think about when your time playing in the West and all the travel, like how excited were you to be done going out to the Eastern Conference when that part of the season rolled around? Um, you know, oh, good question. I think... I, as a young guy, I was still taking it all in. Yeah. So, like, I, I liked those road trips. Like, when I was a rookie, we were like, oh, we're, you know, we're going out. We're going to do Boston, Philly, uh, Rangers. I think they start in New York, right, after the break. The Flames yeah, do. They, yeah. They're, yeah, they're in New York. So, um, forgive me, I didn't see, like, the first couple. But usually it's a couple of those teams, whether it's the Islanders or the, the Devils, um, uh, mixed in there. I still liked going out and doing those. Um, and they were good opportunities to pick up points and see new ranks. But mm-hmm. then once you got comfortable with the league and you understand how the league works and 
and that, you know, this is our only time out here. This is business. It was nice to be back home a lot in those dog days, kind of in March. Um, traveling's hard during the winter. You guys know that, especially in those Alberta winters. And uh, just getting in and out of uh, in and out of Alberta uh, can suck at that time. So it's nice to have some home stretches in the latter part of the year, I found, um, the older I got. Luke Gazdick, uh, NHL on Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 the fan. Uh, kind of sad news to pass along, Luke. Uh, unfortunately, we you know we won't have a lot of laughs. We won't have fun. But uh, Bobby Hall has passed away, uh, Blackhawks all-time leading scorer at age 84. And I just can't imagine what the league when he played in the in the league. One of the Trailblazers, too, of the of the WHA, uh, which was a rival league to the NHL, and 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 the guts it must have taken leaving the NHL, but just playing in the original six and being a legendary player like that, could you imagine when you played in the league if you had to play the same five teams over and over again, what kind of rivalries you would have built up? Listen, I don't want I, A, first, you know, that it's terrible news about Bobby. I, I got to actually hang out with him. Um, mm. I, have a, I have a good family friend, um, the Ludzik family. Steve played for the Blackhawks for a long time and worked in broadcasting in Toronto. His son Ryan and me uh, played junior at Erie together, and he had a roast every year, so the roast of of so-and-so. And, you know, Daryl was one of the roast roasters, roasties, I guess, um, a couple of years ago. And one of the years it was Bobby. So once Bobby gets to town, we got to hang out with them, and I, you know, I didn't see a, a glass of wine poured like that in my life. I'll tell you that. But um, huh. he was just a good man, and and he was really cool to me. But I don't want to compare it to the American League. But man, we we did the same thing in the Pacific Division in in the American League. There's you know San Diego, Ontario, um, Bakersfield, Stockton. You play these. Te- we played Ontario 14 times one year. Um, and, and so you, and they, Ontario was no joke. They had, uh, Curtis McDermott and a couple guys that, uh, like to throw down. So we had a huge, huge rivalry with some of those teams. And, and honestly, it sucks. Like, it's just like all oh, these guys again on a Sunday afternoon at two, um, it's hard to get, to get fired up for them sometimes. So, I mean, I think the original six was a little different. If you know, it's you're going roll, rolling into Madison Square Garden with the Bruins on a on a Saturday night would be different than the Ontario Rain taking on the San Diego Gulls on a Thursday at seven. But um, I did get to experience playing against the same freaking team multiple times, and it just sucks after a while, especially when you're a tough guy and some kid from Toledo Mudhead, Mudhens asks you to fight every night. <laughs> <laughs> the mud and uh, some of the stories were Bobby Hall used to just whiz the puck around uh, goalies' heads when they weren't wearing masks back in the day. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. And if you ever if you ever had the pleasure of shaking that man's hand, like he would crush your hand like a grape, no problem. I did. I got a I got a glimpse of those paws, and they uh, they were no joke. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, condolences to the Hall family as legendary Bobby Hall uh, passing away today at the age of 84. Luke Gazdick, NHL on Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, my man, Maddie has been watching a lot of your fight videos a lot. On, on YouTube. Here we go. Um, and he lot. wants to ask you about specific fights that you had, and he, and he wants to jog your memory of a one that he remembers very vividly. Well, last right, week we shoot. talked we talked about a, a tilt against Milan Lucic back when he was a brew, and this one is a battle of Alberta. 
This is going back to the first Battle of Alberta, the 2015-16 season. So Connor McDavid would have been a rookie. Uh, neither team was off to a hop and start. And you ended up fighting Derek England early on in the first period. Do you recall this scrap with uh, Derek England? Who, I will say, Hockey Fights has you winning this tilt. Was I on the left wing on our defensive blue line, like closest to the penalty box? Does that sound about right? I think so. And then the fight breaks out right near middle ice. Yeah. Yeah, right at center. So he was playing right D and I was playing left wing. And uh, you can imagine we're like 15 feet from each other. And some people say like this is that argument where it's like stage fights. Like I didn't go into the game like with Engel being like, hey, like we're going to scrap like here and then or like talk to him about it in warm up. Like I was pissed. There was no life. Like this is funny. Like. I just was going to say this is funny about me, but I it is like even though it's the saddle dome, like I wanted some atmosphere to play it. Mm. So it's like I was like, let's get these fans going, like let's like like let's get some motivation here. And I think I literally there's some fights like this, Maddie, where it's like you just look at the guy and you just know. And it was like I looked at <laughs> I looked at Angle and he looked back at me and I honestly don't even think I asked him. I just like kind of shook my face a little bit, just being like, "What do you think?" And he just went like, "Yeah, okay." And I was just like, all right, here we go. And for me, Angle was really tough to manage. I think I fought him two, maybe three times. Mm-hmm. Because, so I think I, I mentioned this a little bit. Like, I would watch before the games. Our video coach would clip uh, whatever I wanted. Um, but I'd get, like, the last four or five fights from guys. I didn't like to see Angle fighting, like, Colt Nor when he played for the Penguins yeah. in, like, freaking, you know? Like, I wanted to see his last couple scraps. And he's just so good with his hands. He can go for a long time. And. Um, he hits hard, man. I'll tell you that. It's like getting hit with a with a sack of bricks, man. Like I remember eating eating a right on the side of my face and being like, "Oh man, that's uh, that's no joke." Um, but but he was tough and he was very respectful and mm-hmm. just, yeah, like he's just a consummate veteran and like one of those guys where I was never mad fighting him. Uh, there were guys that I was pissed and I was like, I was never I was never mad fighting Angle, but they were always good scraps. Now, he did not wear a visor. Was that something you ever thought about when you were doing your pre-scout? Who's wearing visors and who's not? No, and out of respect to them, I would try. I don't remember that fight specifically, but um, I remember Thorburn earlier in the year. I would try to get my helmet off without taking it. It was like a challenge of mine. I would try to get (laughs) my helmet off without taking a two-minute penalty out of respect for the guy that had no visor on because Mm. he's not wearing one. It's, it's, you know, I think it's a bit of an advantage for me to be wearing a visor. Half your face is covered by, you know, a a layer of plastic, basically. So I would try to shake my helmet off in some way, um, but if it didn't happen, it was what it is. But I wouldn't target guys like that. It didn't matter. Half the time I wasn't thinking about it, but it definitely was better for me. I mean, I have... A lot more surface area to try to mm-hmm. throw a right hand at somebody, you know? Um, Luke, you talk about you weren't mad at fighting him. When was a time where you got legitimately mad at a guy and you really wanted to punch him extra hard? Ooh, let me think of, like, a specific occasion. You know what? I was I was pretty mad against Luch, the one we were talking about. Yeah. Um, but, but, but actually mad... I remember, let's think, Patty Maroon. Pat Maroon hit a guy from behind. We were playing in Anaheim. And it was just so unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, the puck had been moved D to D. And, like, you you didn't even have to finish the check in the first place. But he, like, 
saw the numbers and went right through and he had this stupid like mustache or goatee or something and like <laughs> and he had just been running around all all day and I was just like honestly enough like enough so like I was on the ice and I didn't even give him time I had skated over I threw off my gloves and I just started throwing rights and like I wouldn't say that I was like pissed but that was like upset like mm-hmm. that was like you know that was just like annoyed where I was like honestly this guy needs to shut up um so it was just instances like that where and I think I won I won that fight but Patty's tough too man he'll take anybody and and he's pretty tough but I'd, I'd say that one for sure uh did you say anything specifically during the fights were you a woo guy while the fight was going on what were you saying oh, woo guy. No, never during the fight. But then after the fight, depending on how I was usually really tired by then. But I remember I got, I think I landed on top of him and just being like, dude, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like, you know, like, or like, the, I think it was the hit. I was like, dude, what were you thinking? Like, and he's like, man, that was a good hit. You know, it's, it, there's always like a 10 second, five, 10 second conversation where I'm hoping to come away with it, like feeling bad that I just jumped him, whether he's like, man, I really didn't mean to, like, I, I just, I was committed. And then like, it's a situation like that where you're like, Oh no, this guy really is an idiot. Like he truly meant to do that. Um, so there's just different, different guys, different scenarios. Um, Luke, before I let you go, um, what are these guys doing right now on their break? How do some guys approach it? How do some guys approach their time off? Do some guys get completely away from it? Do you guys want to work on some stuff? How do you think they approach this bye week? Cause we're in day three of the nine day break for the flames. Man, you pretty much just styled it there. Like, everybody does different things, uh, completely depending on what you do. I've seen, I've seen guys that stay in their hometown, like, stay in, in the city. So guys would stay in Calgary and just be with their families. I've seen, you know, my, my rookie year, we, me and my – I flew back to Toronto, and my younger brother and sister went to Western University in London. Uh, she was in her first year. My brother was in his third year. And uh, we went, we drove up to London and like partied with university kids. And I was just like, what the heck are we doing here? Like, <laughs> first year in the NHL, we drove like two of my best buddies, Matt and Matt, we drove up to Western and partied with like dollar beers on a Monday night. Um, but like we've done, I, I did Mexico too, where, you know, a couple guys, uh, I think we went to Cabo one year and you just take like four days and kind of go down, you know, whether spouses are there or not, it really doesn't matter. I've done trips with the girls, with them, without them. You know, you sit on a beach and get some vitamin D. Um, It's really like, you just kind of listen to your body. And if you want to go have a, you know, margarita down South, do it. And some guys just want to, some guys freaking get on the ice. I know guys that take their gear and go home and, and go skate and work on skill stuff with their trainers back home, which, you know, teach his own, but, uh, there's a bunch of different options, and it's really just guys, just guys getting away from the actual game and, and getting to clear your head, um, whatever way you, you see poss- possible. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Luke Gazdick, uh, sports and analyst, former NHLer. Luke, great stuff. Thanks for this, pal. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, no problem, guys. Uh, and there's Luke Gazdick on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Can confirm. That's some bad facial hair on Pat Maroon in that fight. Yeah. It's like a borderline Fu Manchu. Mm. Like, it's supposed to be a handlebar, but it's so thin. He looks like a, a comic book villain. Uh, it looks like he could be on Forged in Fire. 
Is that what it is? I assume, but okay. like you I have said, I, have, I haven't show. watched an episode yet. Uh, you have to watch some of that show. Uh, we got some business to attend to before we say goodbye uh-huh. uh, for today, and it's NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for limited time, better odds on over-under and point spread. Build your ticket at sportselect.com. Oh, producer Patrick Dumont, what did we do this weekend? Well, let me tell you this. Uh, Maddie won again. Yeah, he went three, two, and one. We have a push, guys. Why do we have a? Which one's the push? It's uh, it's Jamar Chase. He had six catches right on. Okay, well, wasn't the total six and a half? It was six and a half. So, so you you and Matt both went over the six. So and they a half. lose if it's six. So and we half. lose. Oh, you lose. Okay. It's not a push. Oh, well, then then I won. Okay. So I'm <laughs> three, three. Yeah, it's not a push. It's yeah. six and a half. It has to be seven yeah. catches. So to me go and over. Patty were both three and three this yeah. week. Yeah. And you were two and four. Yay. (laughs) Oops. Yeah, I'm terrible. And I'll be probably terrible for the Super Bowl, too. 33. 54 and 40 on the year. Yeah, I told you. Just fade me the entire week. I'm Joe Pubic right now. Yes. I forgot the B. Seven and 40. The L. Yeah, you know what? I I don't know what we're going to do for Pro Bowl. I got to find some lines here. Yeah, you got to dig up some lines for the Pro Bowl. And then yeah. we'll talk a ton of uh, like Super Bowl stats, props. Like... Are you going to watch the Super uh, the Pro Bowl? Are you going to watch no, Super Bowl, George? Okay. God no! I got two minutes here. Let me let me just fill you in a little secret. All right, about the Pro Bowl. Okay. You want to score points with your uh, significant other? Oh yeah, I saw this floating around on oh, Twitter yesterday. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what you do. There's no football. Because listen, no, no. This is what you do. So you tell your significant other. You know what? I've been neglecting you Sundays lately. I feel bad about it. You're very special to me. You mean a lot. I know you wanted to go to that antique store and have lunch at that special place your friends keep talking about. So you know what? Because you mean so much to me. I'm not going to watch football on Sunday, even though there's a game, and I'm going to take you out. (laughs) That's what you do this week. Say it exactly like that. Because it's really not a lie. No need to get into semantics. Football on. Yeah. You're not going to watch it. Because that way, you pave the way for your Super Bowl party with your boys. And you know what? I might even drop the word game. I might just say there's some football on Sunday that I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the game on Sunday. I'm not going to watch the football on Sunday. Because this Sunday is all about you. So you do that, you plant the seeds, and then you're golden for the Super Bowl the week after the game you actually care about. You could do the same thing if, uh, if maybe you watch too many Flames games. This week, I'm going to take a hiatus, babe. I'm not going to watch yep. the Flames for the entire week. That's a good point. I've decided that I'm going to do this for you, and we can spend our evenings together, yep. make some meals. I, you know what? I'm not going to yell at the TV when the Flames are on this week. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I'm going to I'm going to emotionally be strong. I need a little bit of a break from the Flames, and I'm going to channel all my energies to you, to and you. not the hockey team. My sweetheart. There you go. No fibs. No lying. No fibs. You're right. Just telling certain truths. Yeah, it's like half truths. It's fine. Yeah. No problem. All right. That's I, it for I us. See this is an absolute win. Bingo. Yeah, uh, that's it for us. Um, Thank you, Hulk. We'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll get you fired up with another take that I wholeheartedly believe in. Why do you hate sick kids? No, I don't don't bring that Why up. Why don't you like puppies? Because it's not even the same stratosphere. Why don't you just like charity? Like some, some knucklehead <laughs> to trying to compare the two. Like, are you are you like are you out of your mind? <laughs> Do you live in reality? <laughs> like, we're talking about sports here. It's fine. It's the toy department. 
Like, sick, that's serious stuff. Don't even put the two even in the same, They're not the same. world because they ain't. All right. Uh, if you miss Charles Davis, that's straight ahead on more Big Show. Big Show more. I don't know. <laughs> Big Show plus. Big Show extra large. Uh, Mo- Noah will have Big another show. take for us tomorrow as well in the Flames. And, uh, yeah, Megan Mickelson will join us tomorrow. Talk about those Calgary Flames. Have a great day. Drive safe out there. It's kind of crappy.